you know what? This is crap. We're going to stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker 8, 10, go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. three. The high schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Eric Franz and Andre Salveson. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I don't know where I saved that. Yeah, dude, that's for dang sure. Because <laughs> now i got something else rolling there. I can't you go can't back go and look, figure huh? out where I saved it. Gosh dang it, Eric. Because it needs a little editing, too. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'll, I'll freaking <laughs> we'll find it. Figure it out during the... Uh, I'm sure I will. Justin Zanuck interview. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know on. how to look for this thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we should, I'm sure we will. Uh, okay, so welcome to the show. Hi. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Hi. Streaming on 106.9thefan.com and on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. And um, certainly trying to make sense of what happened in this series and what happened last night for the Utah Jazz. Season is done. And the... Uh, Championship aspirations, not even close. Not even the same realm. Nope. Third time, championship. Four years that they're out of the uh, uh, out of the first round. One five seven zero text into our Guild Mortgage text line, Eric, and our Guild Mortgage text line is open for you guys. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Love to hear from you. I and and give me and you know what? Let loose. Don't hold back. I want to hear. Your Jazz fans' thoughts on this Utah Jazz team that incredibly underachieved when healthy to go be a Mount or to be a NBA championship contending team. I want to hear everything you've got. Give it to us. Here's 1570. Oh, by the way, 0366 says, Where did the Jazz go from here? Fishing. Yes. <laughs> uh, 1570. Yes. Honestly, if the Jazz don't consider, seriously consider a new coach, then I'm not sure it matters who is playing. Or Quinn has to make a huge adjustment to the way he is coaching. I miss the blender offense. Very hard to guard. This is one-on-one and kick for three is not an effective offense. Unless you're the Dallas Mavericks. I wish they wouldn't live or die by the three. I, I can't disagree right now. Would you say the same thing about the Golden State Warriors? Would Eric, you, would you say that threes. you wish the Golden State Warriors didn't live or die by the three? They, well, Eric, I do. because No, I don't because they make the three. If they got an open look, they're making they, it. They live and live by the three. And they succeed by the three. In the regular season, the Jazz would live by the three. But here's the thing. in Last night, first half, three balls not fallen. So what do they do? They attack the rim. And by doing that, they built a 10-point, 12-point lead. 
But in the second half, they went away from it. Dallas slowed it down. And the Jazz got out of their funk. They took the crowd out of it. In the fourth quarter, they're playing from behind. Look, something else about Quinn Snyder. Interesting take uh, from Sam Amick on The Athletic. And I understand not everybody has a subscription there. but That's why we're helping you. Yes. Uh, I've, I find my subscription, subscription worth it because they have good, really good content. But here's what you may have missed. He has a piece titled, What's Quinn Snyder's Next Move? Still in favor in Utah, the Jazz coach will evaluate all his options. And we're going to hear from Justin Zanuck here in just a moment, the GM, and he's all in on keeping Quinn. But a few things to look at there to consider with Quinn Snyder. Besides some of the pitfalls that we've mentioned, the lack of adjustments that worked, not to say he didn't make adjustments or try to make adjustments, but the adjustments that he may have tried to make were wholly ineffective. But besides that, here are some other things to consider if Quinn Snyder is going to be around next year or not. Um, he, he's got a different general manager now than where he's been for okay. most of his tenure here. Yep. There's a new guy, in the, uh, this new CEO, a new executive, who's only been there a few months. Um, and so he, it's like Justin Zanuck has been in the program for a little while, so he probably knows him a lot more closely than he knows Danny Ainge. But he, look, these are two guys in his front office he doesn't have as much of a rapport with. And then here's something else that's interesting. This is a guy who he was at Missouri for what seven years. Yep. Yeah. Very but tumultuous seven years, too, yeah, by wasn't, the way. Wasn't May it wasn't a rocky. <laughs> but since then, since he left Missouri, he held five jobs in five cities and two different countries. So is that part of that is just being an assistant or trying to come up through the ranks in the NBA system? But does, does he want to be the next Jerry Sloan? Is he a guy who wants to be here for a long time? I or has yes. his, his tenure been like, okay, I've been here for a while. It's time to go experience something new. No, no. If you're having success in the NBA, it's different than having success in college. You're not ladder-stepping. In the NBA, like Steve Kerr is not dumb. Like, oh, wow, I've had a lot of success. Let me go, go to a different team that sucks and see if that will work and if I can still do this. No, if you have success in the NBA, you want to stick with that team. And I think Quinn Snyder is in that same that same conversation if he was having success and he has right six after Tyrone Corbin I I, I didn't think we were ever going to recover I thought we were going to sell the team to Vancouver because we sucked Queen Snyder comes in we got six playoff appearances now do we have an NBA Finals championship no should we probably an appearance at least at the very least a Western Conference, Conference Finals appearance Couple texts coming through on our Guild Mortgage text line. You're welcome to uh, chime in as well. 435 339 0321 if you want to get a thought off your chest. Uh, 9315. We can say that the Jazz were the uh, West Regional Champions. Look where that got us. Okay. Uh, not very far. Uh, 2197. Snyder needs to go. Zero adjustments. What is the identity of the Jazz? Chaos. That's not good identity. I think that this the locker room lacks leadership uh, in his ability to, to 
you know, be in control of that locker room. Sure. Maybe questionable. Uh, adjustments. He claims he'd made adjustments, but we saw they weren't good enough adjustments. Five three seven four. I couldn't take the stress last night. With a minute left, I decided to take a walk in the rain to wallow in my sadness <laughs> nice. because I knew it was hopeless. Nice. Something out of a romance movie breakup. <laughs> Why are we jazz fans? <laughs> nice. I like that text. Uh, Actually, feel your I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to watch Ocean's 13 on TV. Just watch the four-hour version with commercials because I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, oh, I'll go back. I shouldn't have gone back. Son of a gun. Yeah, dude. It was oh rough. I was stuck in a parking lot. I, uh, somehow I parked in the exact wrong spot. Nowhere I wouldn't, could try to go. It was just stuck. Trying to get out of the parking lot in Salt Lake City. And we're just sitting there, like, not making any movement. Have to hear these coaches and players talk about how disappointed they were. And we're all bummed. <laughs> like, I can I at least get on the road? <laughs> I still have a long drive here. It was really frustrating. One five seven zero. Do you think the Jazz were wrong to side with Quinn instead of Lindsey? I thought Lindsey had great points for being frustrated with Quinn. You know, there was a back and forth between the two. Lindsey had a couple of interesting draft strategies that I think made people question exactly what direction we were going in. The Azabuki draft, which everybody in the entire NBA world was like, you and I, Included, we're like, what in the world yeah, are, we are we doing? doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and as we can tell, it hasn't panned out. Uh, but then there's all, and then you know, the Dante Exum pick, and Dennis Lindsay went and played Dante. Dante was frustrated, went to Lindsay about the frustration. Um, you know, Lindsay encouraged Snyder to play him, and I mean, so Snyder put him on a really short leash, just stuff like that. I don't know whose side you take, Lindsay or Snyder, but it's just, it's not working. Like, one way or another, either way you look at it, it's not working. 5788, as much as I'm not a Quinn fan, he Mm. can't make open shots nor hustle in switches. A lot of blame goes to our guys, especially starters. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And and part of that is, you know, team trust, connectivity. Yeah. Do you believe in each other? And there were were many games where that was evident that they, they did not. Two three zero five. The only thing worse for Ajay last night would have been for Royce O'Neal to take the three point shot and miss it. He would have probably gone crazy. <laughs> okay, I will say this: when Royce on a transition after a stop took a three, I threw my remote. I was like, "Dude, if I see this guy shoot one more time, I'm gonna bust his TV." I am so sick of having bad offensive guys on the court taking shots that should be taken by them. If it's an open three, that better come from Clarkson, Mitchell, Bogey. You know what? Even George Niang. I'll let George Niang take that three over Royce at this point. Well, George Niang was, uh, had one of the highest percentages oh, of three points. Eric, don't push my luck Jets. right now. Don't do this. When you know you love George. Oh, you don't. Uh, Yeah. So, Eric, my question is, let's ask you this. Front office or Quinn? Off the court, front office or Quinn? Where are you leaning towards at this point? Does Quinn need to go? (sighs) 
It's harder than it just a yes or no, huh? I know. It's it it's, is. It's more complicated than a yes or no. It's because it's a good team. They they've performed well in the regular season. They get to the playoffs. But <laughs> I mean, the, the first couple of years going to the playoffs, the Jazz were over over exceeding. Like, oh, they're up and coming. This is exciting. Now, as they're in the, the, the favorites, or should be achieving at a much higher level, now we're there's just higher expectations that are not being met. And it's really frustrating. But yeah. the constant, there's three constants. Quinn Snyder, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. Will we, for the first time next year, have one of those three removed? I say yes. What do you say? Another constant would have been Joe Ingles, but now he's out of the mix because he was there through and all does, that. Do you think he wants to come back? Because I think there was conversation of, yeah, I know I'd like to come back after the season's over. Free agent, veteran minimum, just want to be there in Utah. Do you think that's still the case? Uh, I think he's sitting there wondering, what does the team look like? I want to see what that team looks like. I, I totally agree with you. I think he's going to wait this one out. Even if they ask him, I think you, you're right. They give him that exact same answer as, well, let's see. Interesting. Uh, let's do this. We need to take a, we'll take an early timeout, and when we come back, we'll hear from Justin Zanuck, the general manager of the Utah Jazz. He was the only media availability today, and everybody else has been sent home. Normally, there's a locker room cleanout, and everybody, all the media gets to, to visit with each player one on one. Not so this year. And by the way, very uncharacteristic of the Utah Jazz. I talked to somebody over there in the Jazz department. The PR asked the players if they'd be willing to do a locker cleanout media availability, including the front office, and all of them said no. That's that's where we stand after this season. So great stuff. Isn't that doesn't that isn't that telling? Isn't that telling to you, Eric? The the fact that. Yeah. The way the things happened last night and only Justin Zanuck today, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And we've seen it on the court, but now what we saw last night and uh, what happened today just tells me there's there's a lot going on there. There will be changes. Yeah. If you think this team is going to be the same next year, <laughs> it's yeah the way that it's currently constituted. You are in a dreamland, my friend. Forget about it. It's just frustrating. So much potential, and it just went to waste with no good excuse to, as of why. And, and I want, I want, if you want your season ticket holders back, you better dang well put something as a product that's going to be different and yet still tells the fans we're going to still contend for a championship, that we are not in rebuild but in reload. Yes. Retool. Yes. You want fans back, you better prove that here in this offseason. Absolutely. All right, a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from Justin Zanuck, the general manager of the Utah Jazz, the only one who made himself available for the media. Nope. The owner didn't. Danny Ainge didn't. Nope. Donovan, Rudy. Said no. None of those guys were made available. Was it the players who said they didn't want to? I don't think so. You may have a player here or there, 
But from my opinion, it looks like the Jazz organization said, your comments after the game are your comments for the end of the season, period. Yeah. We're done. I wonder if that came from the, from the front office, by the way, to there's, the players. There's like, too much smoke. Yep. And there's too much. I, that's a great thought, You're going to be asked questions that are going to be uncomfortable. It's a great offer. We're just going to shut it down, and we'll only have one guy speak for the whole organization tomorrow. You're going to be intrigued by Justin Zanuck's thoughts, by the way, on a few things. I think you'll like what you hear. All right. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but first, Mountain West Motor, they're inviting you to help them drive change in our community. So each month, they're going to select a local nonprofit or a cause to donate some of their funds to. So we can all drive change by helping those in need. And Mountain West Motor certainly wants to be a part of that. So visit Mountain West Motor. Explore your next adventure with the newly customized truck or SUV. Great variety that they have on their lot right now at 615 North Main in Logan, or check them out online, mwmotor.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to... Hauling trailers or roaming in the mountains. Choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. If you want a natural stone look on your home without the expense, think Coldwater Stone in Tremonton. They have partnered with Castellite and Logan to bring you the look and style you want at a price much less than natural stone. Stop into Coldwater's Tremonton showroom or Castellite and Logan and see how they take some of the most beautiful resources the earth has to offer. Then shapes and blends them to create your dream home. Create your custom masterpiece online at coldwaterstone.com. Coldwater Stone, the natural choice for all of your stone needs. This year, celebrate your anniversary with diamond jewelry from S.E. Needham Jewelers. Adorned in diamonds, she will feel elegant and cherished. Choose from a large selection of diamond bands, diamond pendants, and diamond earrings. Also, you'll enjoy a beautiful selection of diamonds mounted in rose gold. We price our diamond jewelry with an integrity price guarantee so that you can be assured the best possible value with 12 months interest-free financing available. For the people and occasions that matter most, S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Derek Francis, and I'm Ajay Salveson on 1069 The Fan. Time to hear from the 
Utah Jazz, and when I say Utah Jazz, just one guy in particular, as Eric already mentioned, uh, Justin Zanuck was the only one to take the podium in the uh, uh, season-ending uh, media day availability. Uh, coaches and players, a few players uh, took uh, media yesterday. Uh, Quinn Snyder took media yesterday and no front office yesterday. And then the Jazz PR announced that there'd be one person available for media in regards to their availability today, and that was Justin Zanuck. Uh, has some great thoughts on uh, on the Utah Jazz. He's the general manager for the Utah Jazz, of course, uh, alongside uh, Danny Ainge. Um, there's some discussion about the roles and players and drafts and whatnot. So here's Justin Zanuck on that. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone in the organization for all of their hard work, especially our coaching staff and our players. Um, our great support from ownership and, and the fans. Um, it's been a, you know, a, a year that is memorable in a lot of different ways and a lot of good things happened. Um, obviously some things that um, we went through as a group and a team, but I couldn't be more proud of our business side, our fans, our coaching staff, our players for everything and all the work that was put in, including such great support from ownership. So wanted to start off by saying about that and then open it up to any questions. So given the way that the season started with pretty much everyone kind of expressing championship aspirations and given how it ended, how do you kind of, what, what are your big picture takeaways of kind of what went wrong? I think, look, we'll get into, you know, we're 12 hours from the end of our season here. So we have a, a very methodical and collaborative process uh, with, with coach, with ownership, with our players, front office scouting staff. And we'll get into sort of the details of the season as we go through it, you know, to process everything. And, and that really sets us up for you know, a proper off season. It's the first off season that we've had that's an actual, this is the first day of, I think it's about 140 days. We played three seasons in two years. Um, but to answer the be beginning part of your question, Eric, it's really just, look, we didn't, we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve and be the last team standing. And so 12 hours later, that's, everyone's disappointed. I think you've heard it from the players and coach, I'm, but I'm happy with, how they competed, how they tried. Um, There's just a lot of things in the season that just didn't allow us to be as connected um, for varying reasons, not excuses. At the end of the day, it's a results-based business. You know, it's a one-loss record, and you know we got eliminated in the first round, which wasn't our goal. So, our goals going into the summer and off-season is to put the best team on the court that we can for our fans, organization, and state, and. I'm really excited about having a proper offseason to continue to do that. What is the, there's been so much you know, speculation about Quinn Snyder's future here. What's the current status with him and the organization? Um, have you offered him an extension? And so, so look, I, I think I can't, I think we've always been transparent about this and I, I don't ha know how I can make it any more clear. Uh, Quinn Snyder is one of the best coaches in the NBA. There is no other partner that I would rather have as a coach, a leader of our players, and a, a partner in the front office than Quinn Snyder. Do you anticipate having a draft pick? 
anticipate. Yeah. Currently, we have zero. We do have future draft picks. Look, you guys have, we've been around enough, you guys have been around us enough that um, it, historically we've been aggressive in the draft, whether that's trade up, trade out, trade down, acquire. Um, that's just one piece, as I've told you before, you know, free agency, draft, and trades that we'll get into. Um, our scouting staff has done a great job. We prepare uh, for the draft and, you know, the upcoming workouts and everything else that goes into it, whether we have a pick or not. Same, same process, same intent, same hours, all of that. So we'll be prepared if opportunities come up um, to add something that makes sense for our organization. What were the things that didn't allow you to be connected, and how do you rectify them? Look, we'll get into the, a lot of that stuff in the offseason. I think, you know, Quinn said it before in previous years, too, where I think there's this, an assumption that because we've had some of the same core players that the team is always the same or the seasons are always the same. So, you know, you did this in this year, so why couldn't you do it this year later? I, Look, every team is different and every season is different. There's different trials and things that you go through. And, you know, we'll try to figure out where we can use the great resources of our ownership group and the support of, of our fans and organization to address that. Every team is going to have flaws. And frankly, at varying times during this season, there's going to be 29 other 28 other teams that are going to be not happy with, with the result. So this is our time now, and this is our chance to continue to prepare as every offseason is to continue to do that. I'll keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Rudy Gay with some team's major free agency signing, and I guess why do you think that that uh, ended the way it did with him not playing? Look, you know, our coaching staff, I think, does a great job preparing our players, um, you know, in – I think Rudy Gay had, had done a lot here as far as being prepared and ready to play as he came back from injury. Um, frankly, matchups and those things, that's, that's coach's purview, and I'm completely supportive of it. I think that had we continued to play and go through it, there would have been matchups that made sense with Rudy Gay. Um, you know, in, in this first round matchup, that was something that, you know, Coach felt Wancho and Daniel and, and some of those other four minutes that that's, that was where he wanted to go and great with it. Jared Butler's rookie season was primarily developmental. Do you think that he'll have a larger role next year? What I'm excited for for the young guys, and this includes, you know, Nikhil, Jared, um, Trent, um, that Jared didn't have a summer league last year, um, you know, coming off the draft. I'd, really a, a month shorter off season. So for all of these guys, I mean, even Udoka, like guys that have been in the league for a couple of years, this is going to be their first proper off season with the draft when it's supposed to be, summer league when it's supposed to be, OTAs when they're supposed to be. So being connected with our players and our, our great player development staff, I'm really excited to see where they go. And this is a, a great opportunity for them to continue to grow and get experience. How, how is the, the evaluation process um, for you guys as a front office going to unfold over, you know, the last over the next six weeks to, to to the point where you guys have to start making some decisions? So, I mean, part of that, Tony. I mean, it it doesn't 
doesn't really change our process. You know, we evaluate everything. We evaluate opportunities in the market as that goes. My job as the GM is to, when teams call, to pick up the phone and be connected with what's going on in the, in the landscape of the NBA and where those opportunities uh, fit for us as an organization. Um, and like I said, you know, the great resources that we have at, from our ownership group and our, our want to build a championship competitive team, I'm excited to get into that. You referenced how continuity year over year in terms of keeping the core together is not necessarily indicative of you know, results year over year. But at the same time, does having a team that's made it to the playoffs six consecutive seasons and not advance past the second round, how do you kind of balance, I guess, the desire to like keep some of that continuity versus maybe the feeling that there needs to be more substantive change? To sure. So I'm not going to try and get all philosophical on you, Eric, but I think it the parts that you continuity is important. Winning's the most important, right? Being the last team standing and building a team. Continuity can be a huge driver of that, um, especially when you have really good players. And we have foundational players that have been all-stars in this league and complementary pieces around them that have been very productive NBA players. That doesn't mean that every team, you know, as I said before, every team is different, even if you've got a lot of, of the same core continuity coming back. Um, players change, teams change, people matchups change. I thought Mike Conley's comments yesterday uh, were very appropriate in terms of the league continues to evolve and, and prepare for for things. And you know, Quinn and his staff and our players have done some really, really cool things that have driven so the way other teams play. And us being prepared for those matchups and trying to project. So continuity is important. Having really good players and play at the top of the level and a great coach is really important. And we have a lot of that. So we'll get into the offseason and see how we can make that even better. You mentioned, you mentioned having foundational pieces, obviously, in, in Rudy and Donovan. Do you feel like they are sufficient foundational pieces for this team to win a championship? I think Donovan and Rudy, you know, along with some of our other players, are are hugely important to the success of this organization and a foundation that, you know, when you're talking about building a house is what I'm assuming is a foundation and a championship house, right? It doesn't exist just on a foundation; it exists on everything else as well. Those two have, have are two time, you know, all-star players, consecutive all-star, defensive player of the year. Um, all NBA candidates, and any time that we can add to that, uh, complement that, strengthen that, because this this game is a team. You know, this this competition is a team game, and they've been huge contributors for us. And uh, among you know some of our other guys have given us great contributions too. It wasn't enough this year, so our job is to go out there and make it be enough over a, a period of time. I guess when you're talking about winning being the most important, there's different ways to go about that, whether it's through like rebuilding or trying to like bring in players to complement what you already have, like you were just saying. Is this a situation where you think you might have to take a couple steps back to move forward or are you guys pushing forward? 
I think that what we do in the offseason, it's always an evaluation of what is the best path forward for the Utah Jazz. And we're 12 hours out of, of being eliminated. So, you know, our group, our staffs, with Danny, with Ryan, with Coach, we'll all get together and talk about what our options are as those markets evolve and as we get through the offseason. That's why we have these 140 days to put together the best team possible. So I don't want to get into defining what we're going to do before I, we evaluate and know what we can do. Justin, did Wancho surpass your expectations? I know that Nikhil kind of took the headlines when you tr made that trade, but did Wancho surpass what you expected, I suppose, when you acquired him? I was really pleased with, you know, not only Wancho, but Nikhil and Daniel, some of the new additions that came late. Um, their energy, uh, their ability to integrate very quickly um, in terms of how we play. So all of those guys are, you know, had something to prove in, in some ways, some of them in a developmental sense with Nikhil um, to maybe reinvent himself. Wancho just having an opportunity to play, you know, bouncing around a little bit, but not indicative of where he could have an impact and some of the things that he, he brought really fit a need for us in times when we were banged up or going through tough parts of the schedule. So really pleased with his contribution here. It was, it was, it was nice to see. And he's integrated seamlessly as a, as a person, too. He's been great. No secret that Donovan Mitchell's influence in the organization has risen over the last couple of years. And curious what your perspective is on you know, keeping your star player happy versus keeping organizational control over some of those decisions. Andy, I, I don't, I don't really. F the question that you've asked is like a, a for a binary answer, and I totally disagree that that is anything. What, you know, you've alluded to Donovan having influence of the organization. Every player that's here, part of the Utah Jazz, has influence over us because our, we have, we want to create the best experience, the best environment, the best winning organization, and. The players drive that. So to engage with them about what's best for them, for them to compete at the highest level and win, has nothing to do with, as you say, organizational control. There's contracts where you sign, each of us sign a contract, you're going to be here for this amount, that we're, we've agreed to this, and then how can we make that experience great? So Donovan's influence or Rudy's influence, all of them, I'm having exit meetings today and this is a, a, an additional opportunity I'm around these players every day but it's an additional opportunity to engage with them about their thoughts in the season you know whether that's on the court off the court what we can do better um, I think Ryan has created and continued to you know take through with the Miller's legacy of this is a place that players will want to play at and when they come here their experience is great from the business side from the fans, the front office, the coaching staff, that they have a chance to get better, they have a chance to compete for titles. Um, and so constantly engaging in that feedback is natural. So I don't appreciate, frankly, the outside narrative of, of the, that being a binary choice. Justin, you said that you have these exit meetings. I know you sat in Dennis for years. How are yours different, if they are at all, from what Dennis did?
I've had some really great mentors in my life, and so you always figure out your own ways that you engage. So not so much different. It's, it's always very much more listening than talking. Certainly have a few suggestions for guys if they ask on things that I see and, and that our staff sees and want to communicate to them. But really it's about creating an open forum for them to speak freely and really give us some good tools so that we can make ourselves better as an organization. You're projecting forward with Donovan and Rudy. What would, what would you say to them if, if they asked what they could do better? I think in, in this evaluation period, Sarah, like when, you're, when the season's over, I think everyone asks themselves that. Um, I think there's, there's just growth as you continue to get experience in the league. The character of you know, Donovan and Rudy is very high. Their, their expertise and their expertise at their craft is very high. Continuing to build on that, to, they're naturally hard workers. They're naturally curious. Um, they invest in themselves as far as you know their own resources to continue to get better. They're both winners. They both want to win. They hate to lose. So continuing on that path, I think continuing to be open to that, to continue the constant improvement, and they've given themselves to this team. Um, they've given themselves to each other. Uh, you know, all the outside narratives is just a bunch of noise. Internally, I see it every day. There's these guys care about each other. They're obviously very disappointed that they couldn't get it done in advance this year. Um, and they'll take take a look at that, and each one of them will be looking at what can they do to get better. When you look at um, Donovan, you know, last night he said, you know, he didn't think he was good enough. Um, this year, you know, just as from an organization perspective, what what growth do you want to see from from him this summer? Not not so much off the court, but just in, in terms of the, the, his game on the court. Look, you know, his game on the court, you know, the way that that coach, you know, wants him to continue to improve. They'll have those meetings. I I want Donovan. What I love about Donovan's drive, um, his desire to be better, his desire to be a you know, as good as he can for a team within the stage of his career. He's 25 and a half. Um, he's just entering his prime. And I know he's excited to attack. A, a, I'm very excited for him for this long, proper offseason for him. I think he can really train. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have Olympics this year. We don't have world championships this year. He can really focus on himself and doing those things. I think he's got a great team around him. Um, and obviously with Coach and his support, um, they're very close and they'll be working together on, on what Donovan needs to do to improve. Jordan was asked last night about what, if anything, he would like to carry over from this season to next season. And he said, honestly, nothing. It's been two years of pain and we need to clear our minds of it. Is there anything that you can look at from this season that you would answer differently? Um, I always love Jordan's quotes because he's transparent and honest, and I love it. You know, when I, when I hear you say that, I actually think of, like, when he <coughs> says pain, like, I probably have a different word for just all of the adversity. And, and I'm not talking about just – there wasn't internal adversity. It's a, it was a struggle for us to 
find some continuity this year in terms of inconsistency in the way we played. But there was also so many times in the past, I'd say in the past three seasons, you know, two and a half that Jordan's been here, you know, with COVID, with, you know, interrupted breaks, small breaks where it just made everything a lot harder, even though we had good guys and guys that care about each other and a coaching staff that's great. Um, it was just a lot more of a grind. And the, the schedule didn't help. You know, everybody goes through it. I'm not, we're not special that way. But um, being able to take a collective deep breath with this offseason coming in, I think will be good for everyone. Couple seasons of building around three All Stars with Mike, Rudy, and Donovan. What have you learned about roster building around them, and how it can relate to addressing needs this offseason? I think that you know building around it's you know it's it's they're obviously huge parts of of our team, um, but it's also the other players. You know, we don't just put three guys on the court. You want to take the opportunities of people that we have um, here as pieces and, and do what you can to augment and to develop. Um, so the team building is, is to you know, continue to maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. And like I said no, before, no team is, is perfect, and we'll spend the offseason doing that. Well, there you go. we're screwed. <laughs> Dustin Zanuck, general manager for the Utah Jazz, sharing his uh, thoughts and uh, presenting himself to the media, which I give him credit for doing. Uh, it's not everybody in that organization did. Normally, uh, you would see that following the end of the season for, from the Utah Jazz. So, again, if you want to weigh in on what you heard him say, we'd love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line uh, we'll give our reactions as well. Uh, also coming up on the other side, uh, the RPI, final RPI for boys soccer is out, so the playoff pairings have been released. Quick glimpse, uh, glimpse as to what those playoff pairings will, will look like next week. Uh, and the new practice facility being announced for Utah State Athletics. Uh, we'll give you some details on that. And uh, any Mountain West players in the NFL draft here, in day two, we'll update you on that coming up on the other side here on the Full Court Press. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo, Thursday, May 5th, at the Cache County Fairgrounds. Take part in the Mexican culture with traditional Mexican folk dancers and singers. Enjoy the rhythm of mariachi bands and move to the beat of Zumba. Choose from several food trucks to satisfy your appetite and incredible authentic Mexican treats. Bring the kids. We've got bounce houses, climbing walls, a mechanical bowl, and traditional Mexican piñatas. The party gets started at noon on Thursday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo is presented by Members First Credit Union. Our name says it all. Auto Leave, now hiring for all Northern Utah locations. Auto Leave saves lives. DD Auto and Salvage, scrap metal to automobiles. DD Auto Salvage gives you money for your old metal. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to celebrate Cinco de Mayo with the community this year at the Cache County Fairgrounds. Thursday, May 5th, from noon till 8. Cache Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. 
If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Uh, quick reactions to what you heard from Justin Zanuck there. The only member of the Utah Jazz organization who was made available to the media today. Very uncharacteristic of the Utah Jazz. It's a shame. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. I think we've used every adjective to be able to describe this season, Eric. And that's... I look, I look for big changes. I do. If you want fans to come back next year to sell them on a product that is somewhat similar to this, but you feel like can actually progress in the playoffs past the first or second round, you, someone's got to prove it in the front office because what we're getting right now is just not there. Right. You got to sell them hope. Got to sell them evolution because this team is not evolved. I uh, thought he had some interesting comments about uh, full commitment with Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Uh, seemed to push back on Donovan Mitchell's influence with the Utah Jazz as an organization, like how much control he may or may not have and some of the decisions that they make. Um, but uh, yeah, it's clear that they need to make some changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on. I think we've beat this horse enough. <laughs> Until they got free agency, then we'll beat it again, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, we'll, we'll still have plenty of time to go through this. In more detail. But today, Utah High School Activities Association released the final RPI and the playoff the pairings for 4A boys soccer. And playoffs begin next week. And uh, we have Ridgeline, who finished number three in the state. So they get a first round bye. Uh, Mountain Crest finished at number five. Green Canyon at number seven. Uh, Logan at number, or excuse me, Skyview at number 10. Logan at 12, Bear River at 13. So the playoff pairings are such, as we mentioned, Ridgeline with the bye. They play the winner of Snow Canyon and Hurricane. They will play, uh, those two teams will play each other on May 3rd, and Ridgeline will face the winner of that contest on May 5th. Green Canyon and Skyview. Green Canyon will host Skyview on the 3rd. Still fine-tuning uh, when these games will start. I think they're going to be a little bit different than what UHSAA put out there, but we'll fine-tune that and let you know. Uh, Mountain Crest hosting Logan, and Bear River is going down to Desert Hills on May 3rd. So best of luck to the boys' soccer teams. We've got high school sports tonight on Cash Valley Daily. Green Canyon versus Skyview Boys Lacrosse, 7 o'clock tonight with uh, A.J. Knight and Hunter Jensen on the call, streaming on Cash Valley Daily and on the air on 104.5 The Ranch. Um, 
AJ, one other thing too. Uh, we've kind of you've hinted at this a few times here and there, but it's uh, come to that time where I guess today's your last time on the full court press. Last time. Yeah, um, and so <clears throat> make I want to make something very, very, very clear. Uh, this is my choice. I'm not being forced out. Uh, this is this is completely my choice, and we are ending on great terms. Um, I have loved my time with Eric. He is uh, not only just a great co-host, but he's become one of my very, very good friends. Not not that I have a lot of those around here. Uh, so if I may just take a couple of selfish minutes here, I want to thank uh, the following. A. Kent Franson um, for the boss of this great company, the Cashfly Media Group, for uh, giving a chance on me. Uh, those who were in the committee that made the decision to hire me in August of 2018 um, didn't have to do that. They could have said, dude, there's, there's no way in heck. And, and I would have totally understood, actually, to be honest with you. I uh, want to thank um, our... Uh, um, the salespeople who, who put together and allow us to help build this station, we'll feel right included, um, for bu- building the fan, the sports station, for us to have a two-hour show. I think when we first discussed a two-hour show, it was like this, oh, my gosh, are we sure we want to do this? Is it going to work? Um, and it worked. It worked really, really well, and it's still working even to this day. Uh, I want to thank uh, you know, uh, uh, Eric. I want to thank you. Look, I, I have a pretty dynamic personality that is a lot different from your past host that you've had. Um, and it's, it's a lot more, uh, flamboyant. Um, uh, and, um, you didn't tell me to change. You could have said, you know, we need to tone it back and become different, but you didn't tell me to change. You allowed me to become me and allow me to, uh, have that personality on the show. And I I can't thank you enough for that, for allowing me to, to do such. Uh, and finally, uh, and, and last without least, and especially most, want to thank our listeners the ones that love me the ones that didn't like me the ones that thought in between of me um you guys make this show what it is this show is great only because of our listeners not because of eric not because of me and it some of it because of our interviewers um but our show is great because of our listeners every single one of them uh, i want to tell all of you from the bottom of my heart thank you so much uh, for tuning into the Full Court Press. Thanks for saying hi to me on the street. Thanks for telling me my take was stupid. Thanks for telling me I'm annoying. Thanks for telling me I'm good. Thanks for telling me I suck. Um, it, it meant you listened to us, and you didn't have to, but I appreciated that. So God bless each one of you. I, I love each and every single one of you. This has been one freaking hell of a ride, and uh, the show is going to be great continually no matter what. Uh, continue to tune into Eric and, and what he's got coming up next. It's, it's going to be great. promise you. Flamboyant Ajay. I've never called you flamboyant. You, I you, should now. You probably shouldn't. You, that's self-described. Can you... Can, can you... Can, never, we, this is flamboyant Eric Franson. <laughs> so be, how, we, how we sound or how we dress? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a word. I just like, that sounds kind of cool. Flamboyant. Uh, sounds fun saying that. Uh, another quick timeout here on the, the flamboyant show before some final thoughts. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we 
visit alpinehomemedical.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Neat and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our Integrity Price Guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Okay, so show's about over here. And one of the things that we teased is that Utah State's getting a new indoor practice facility. I threw it out earlier today, like... If you had $30 million to spend and you could name it whatever you wanted, give me wrong answers only, okay? And so, Aj, I'm going to throw some of these out at you and you react to some of these Let's suggestions. Let's hear it. What do you got? Uh, how about the pasture? Uh, some of the recommendations I threw out to get it started. Okay. Um, could be better. Yeah, it could be Could try could harder. Be uh, let's see. Cotsonley's mustache. Old Ephraim's <laughs> grave. Oh, I like that one. Manny Happy Returns, because it'll be a full-size soccer field in there. Manny Martins. Uh, okay. Manny Happy Returns. N- okay. Not okay. really, but... All right. Uh, the Barn was a recommendation. Um, somebody said, Alan Iverson, we talking about practice facility? Iverson's going to need to make a donation if he wants that. Yeah, that's that. right. He's got to put his name on it. Uh the Brent guy, Tim Durier, we don't practice facilities. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, the bullpen. Yes. Yes. The feed lot. Okay. I could maybe go with that. The corral. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting better. These the, aren't yours. The Arslanian Attack Punt Academy. Okay. I, I'm all about punting. You know that. Merlin's Man Cave. Yes. Okay. That's a winner. I love that one. Merlin's Man Cave. So $1 million has already been donated to start, uh, and this will be located where the existing practice field is now. It'll just be built on that space, correct? Yes, correct. It'd be a great facility. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Multiple athletic teams at Utah State. Yep. And so the old Stan Lob will still exist. This will just be a secondary facility, which will help out in a lot of different ways. That'll do it for us tonight. Ajay, thank you. For your time here on the show. Thank you, man. All the years put into it. I really do appreciate it. Hey, been a blast.